1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive, Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Price and Coverage Match Limited by State Law.
2: Welcome back to Keybank Center. Brian Colziel with you. Pat Malacaro as well. Paul Hamilton on his way down to the Sabres dressing room. Uh, We appreciate you being with us here on this MLK Day Monday. Sabres, unfortunately, unable to only get one goal for themselves. They fall to the Panthers by a four-to-one margin and we'll be getting live locker room reaction from the players coming up here in just a few moments. Pat Malacaro here with me. Pat, we talked a lot on pregame how important this game was in the standings, getting a regulation win against the team that you're tied with, and uh, the Sabres just kind of seemed flat throughout most of this game.
3: Yeah, and unfortunately that's kind of been the theme over what was the four-game homestand. Played very well in Nashville on Saturday night, but you're right, and we heard in the first intermission. And you know, the team really, it took them a while to really get into the rhythm of things today. And then Florida played their game. I feel like the Panthers, they have a lot of players that like to get in your head, get under your skin, and take you out of your game. And they did that. The Sabres didn't really have an answer for that. Um, Dylan Cousins tried. But yeah, this is another game where you're sitting here saying, you know, the effort and in, in, in the compete level of, of this team wasn't up to the par of their opponent.
2: And I think we saw it right away. The first couple of shifts, Florida was all over Lucan in the crease, mm-hmm. and that first Florida goal was kind of a repeat of that. A lot of players down low, banging away, scrapping away. Montour pinches in, and just a, every you know kind of loose puck in the crease area like that. Florida was quick on it first, and a lot of times
3: you know you, you make your own breaks. And I will say the same thing about the second goal for Florida, where it deflects off a skate, I think it was, and goes right in the slot. Well, the player's in the right spot to convert on that opportunity, so. Uh, a lot of times yes you there's some sometimes you need to be lucky but you create your own bounces and you create your own breaks they scored a couple of times on
2: loose pucks and and they were in the right spot and you know buffalo's goal comes on a weird shot from a weird angle from the glass but i mean there were so many opportunities pat to shoot at maybe better scoring opportunities and zones that the Sabres passed up on today
3: and I'll say that tuck goal makes you leaving wanting more because Sergey Bobrovsky lets up a goal like that if you throw the puck on the net more throughout the course of the game maybe you get one or two more like that and it's a different
2: story we're talking about yeah the first two periods the Sabres only able to have 16 total shots okay live locker room reaction Kyle Oposo is up first here we go with Paul Hamilton.
4: Thanks, Brian. Kyle, it just looked like, especially in the beginning of the game, you guys were kind of out of sync and out of sorts a little bit. Uh, what, what did you feel was going wrong? I just think we just didn't
5: quite start on time today. Um, you know, they, they obviously had some jump, and um, it was a big game. and They knew it right away, and they came out and they jumped on us. And, um, you know, by the time we realized we were in the fight, it was uh, just a little too late.
4: It looked like you guys got your game back near the end of the first period, the last half of the first period. But then right away in the second, they they, uh, seemed to kind of get going again. Yeah, I mean, we
5: just didn't generate enough offensively. Um, You know, that's a team that they play extremely well defensively. They're very structured, and um, we got to execute. And we didn't do that at a high enough level tonight. And, you know, that's what cost us
4: your line got it started, Uh, you guys got it in a four check, Asplund set you up, uh, you beat the goaltender, hit the post solid, and then the guys almost jump on the rebound, but that seemed to be the, kind of the lift that you guys needed for the end of that period.
5: Yeah, it would've been nice to see that one go in. Um, You know, it's a one-one game if I score that, but you know, ifs and whatever, you can't live like that. So um, yeah, I mean, we started to get going a little bit and started to get some energy and momentum and, just tried to get things going in the second period too.
4: There have been some games you guys played well here, but overall you've lost like 14 to 23 here, but you play very well on the road. I mean, do you have any idea what the difference is? Um,
5: not really, to be honest with you. It, you know, something that we'd have to look at for sure. Um, we, you know, we've had some great crowds this year, and, um, you know, we're, we're getting there. You know, we're not obviously where we want to be, but we're getting there. And and part of that is being um, extremely stingy at home and, you know, realizing that we have to play just as hard when we don't have the puck as when we do have the puck. And I think that um, sometimes if we can simplify and just focus on work ethic at home,
4: um, it'll go a long way. Thanks, Kyle. Kyle Oposo on the post game. Brian, back to you. All
2: right, Paul. Thank you. Yeah, Pat, the best chance for the Sabres in the first was Oposo's shot that hit the post
3: yeah and a couple of rebound opportunities that that kind of just either Brofsky made a save on or the team wasn't able to get the the shot off uh in time so uh yeah but I think Caliposo is right you can talk about so many of those situations it's it's how you respond from those is what can really tell you the most about the team and unfortunately today for the Sabres um they got the that chance didn't score but didn't continue to create enough
2: of it uh, once they got to the second. Oposo says getting where they want to be is being stingy at home. Well, they're 9-14 and 14 at home, 9-12-2. Let's go back down to the room. Alex
6: Tuck is with Paul.
5: Haven't quite had it at home a lot of times. you been very good on the road. You've
4: been an- quite for a No,
6: nope, we just got to start more on time. Um, be ready, I guess, maybe. Not as long as naps in your own bed, but... Um, I don't know you just gotta be ready. Honestly, this is we wanna we wanna make this a building that is hard to play in and we haven't done so this, so far this year and we gotta step it up.
4: You got another, another 30 save effort today from I mean, What can you say about the way he's been about the last eight, nine games?
6: He's been unbelievable. Um, what what, what did have? A backdoor two on one, uh, Puck Squirt's out, another backdoor of three back, I think three backdoor goals. Nothing you can do about it. We gotta be better in front of him. He's been unbelievable really good to see him have start growing his confidence and you know he deserved a win today and we weren't able to help him out but um it helps helps us have confidence in front of him helps us um we want to play better in front of him though
4: too i remember um don granado maybe a month ago said to us there were a couple of games where you guys like tried to pass the puck right into the net were there some times where maybe you guys did overpass in this game
6: instead of taking some shots that were there uh, yeah, I think I had a half breakaway in the first period where I tried to hit Tomer and they made a good diving effort on the back track there. Uh, that's just one in general, but I think we did have some great opportunities, and we we tried to get a little too, too cute with it maybe at times. And I think a lot of times we instead of just trying to get the puck on net, we were trying to go bar down. And um, like I said, a little too cute, maybe a couple missed opportunities. But um, it's a learning experience. Yeah, keep going, and we're gonna move on in the next game. Well, this
4: is a Team Florida. You guys have had some physical games with them. You haven't backed down an inch with them. But uh,
6: it's very obvious this is two teams that don't like each other, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's two um, divisional opponents who are going to come in, and every point matters in the standings, and every, every game matters, and because uh, you never know what the next game will be like. And uh, they get the better of us tonight, but we'll be coming for them next time.
2: You jumbled the lines a little bit halfway through the third, found yourself with two new, and that seemed to provide a spark. When Donnie does that, does that force you guys to play simpler because you guys are changing things up on the fly?
6: Uh, I mean, it's kind it's more of a, hey, it's not working with your line mates. Uh, with me in particular, I think um, if it's not working, we try to do it more simple. And uh, mixing it up just gives you a different look. I have some different chemistry at the times. So just that night wasn't working out. And uh, tonight it wasn't for us. And um, I know that I speak on, yeah, for Tamar and Skinny, we weren't good tonight. Uh, especially defensively, uh, we got to be better. We got to um, make better plays coming out of our zone. We have to bear down a little bit better defensively, and um, especially if it's not happening offensively, we have to help the team win in any way possible. And we didn't do that tonight, and we got to be better. Thank you, Alex. Thanks,
4: Alex Tuck on the post game. Brian, back to you.
6: Okay, Paul. Alex Tuck, his 21st of the
2: season lone goal for Buffalo. That is a career high, and it is January 16th. So. A nice, uh, at least, offensive moment for Tuck, unfortunately for him. Probably can't uh, take too much excitement in, it in the loss. Okay, that's it from the locker room. And uh, at this time, we're going to say goodbye to all of our local affiliates as we take our first time out. When we come back, we'll hear from Sabres head coach Don Granato. We'll also get a couple of thoughts from Paul Hamilton. Highlights, standings, updates all coming your way here as the postgame rolls on, 4-1, to one, Florida the final I'm Brian Colzio, Thanks for listening. We'll take a time out from KeyBank Center. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
4: Dahlien jumping into the play, couldn't quite get there. Here's Reinhardt down the wing. Backhander to the front of the net, and it's
2: stopped by Lukanen. Ukepeka Lukanen, busy afternoon for him. 33 shots, he made 30 saves. That one right there with Dan Dunleavy on the call. Our save of the game brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. Well, now let's get to the play of the game, brought to you by NOCO, delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. We go almost to the midway point of period two, and here's the game winner for Florida. It comes courtesy of Sam Bennett, his 10th of the year. Bennett stays with it.
4: He got that puck through for Hickey to the front of the net. They score. Bennett comes off the boards after delivering the first pass and following the play, it makes it
2: 2-0, Florida. Game winner, Bennett's 10th. Kachuk getting an assist on that, one of his three assists in the game. And Florida goes on to defeat Buffalo by a score of 4-1. As we bring you back here to KeyBank Center, Brian Colziel, Pat Malaccaro with you, Paul Hamilton down in the media room awaiting Sabres head coach Don Granato will take you there live as soon as the Sabres head coach makes his way into the room. Let's get your final stats now, brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Final shot totals, Florida 34, Buffalo 29. Both teams 0-3 on the power play. The Sabres power play does not look good. Uh, it hasn't, in my opinion, over the last handful of games. Uh, their third chance came right at the end of the game, so essentially they just had two chances in the game. Uh, Rasmus Dahlin leading all players in ice time, 27 minutes and 32 seconds on 31 shifts. Uh, Kyle Oposo, I thought, it had a pretty good game, a plus one, uh, ringed one off the post that could have been a goal. He led the Sabres with five shots on goal. Tuck was second with four, uh, but as Tuck said, I thought that Buffalo passed up on some... Good opportunities to maybe throw the puck at Sergei Bobrovsky. A little bit of the too many passes, or as Don Granato has said, you try to pass your way uh, to a goal to the net. We'll see if Don Granato has those same thoughts here as we get him coming up here in just a few moments. Other stats, uh, not good overall for most of these for the Sabres. Tage Thompson, a minus two, just two shots on goal. Thompson, you know, this is obviously uh, the standard that he set, but he has not scored now in five consecutive games uh, where he has been obviously tremendous throughout uh, the portion of this season uh, where he continues to just put up incredible numbers. Thompson's uh, goal total this year is at 31, but for five games for him not to score, considering what he's been doing this year, I mean, you'd call this, a, I guess, a, a mini slump for Thompson here so far. Uh, on the Florida side of things, Tkachuk. What a pest he is. He's annoying if you're playing against him. But, I mean, he was money today. Three assists. He drew a penalty to Cousins at the end of the first period, which landed Cousins an extra two minutes. He's a plus three, three shots on goal. I mean, he's a good player for sure. But uh, Sabre fans, I'm sure, were annoyed watching him today. But the Panthers were a better team. I mean, just they came out right away. Had a similar start to what we saw here last Monday with Philadelphia when they came out. And uh, really took it to Buffalo in those opening minutes. You could tell Florida was jacked up for this game. You even heard Kyle Laposo talk about it. He said, hey, you know, this is a big game in the standings. These two teams were tied. Uh, Florida sensed that and wanted to jump on Buffalo early. They got that goal courtesy of Montour right away as they were putting on a ton of pressure. And, uh, you know, you could just see it there that um, Florida was was ready for this game. But they, they've got some work to do. Florida, if they miss the playoffs, you know, that's a, that's a colossal failure for what they did this year, making that big trade, making the coaching change after the seasons that they've been having in the regular season. And, you know, for Buffalo to miss the playoffs, maybe people say, well, it's just another one of what would be up to, what, 12 in a row? Uh, but they were came into the day 44 points each. I know the Sabres had some games at hand still in Florida, but uh, a regulation victory, a key thing uh, for the Panthers in the standings here, as they try to get themselves back in the race legitimately obviously one team they're going to have to pass was buffalo all right let's get now before we hear from sabers head coach don granato our injury reporting next it's brought to you by losi and ganji buffalo's workers compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking western new yorkers good news at least unless don granato changes that no real injuries to talk about with the sabers which is good uh there was an illness with zemgus gergensen's which made him miss saturday's game but he was back in the lineup today, Gergensen's played 11 minutes, had a shot on goal, but uh, nothing in terms of the injury report. So we're going to continue to see this daily movement. Lukanen was called up today, and I thought today was going to be an Anderson game, but uh, Lukanen played and played well. And definitely, you know, not the reason that this team lost today. The third goal that Lundell scores, I mean, no goalie stopping that. It's just a perfect one-time pass from Reinhardt to set him up. Uh, the other ones, I mean, Panthers were all over... Lucanen on that Montour goal. Again, the conversation is the goalie at the end of this game probably did not matter. Lucanen kept a minute when Florida was putting out a ton of pressure. But you're only going to score one goal, and uh, you're not going to win no matter who you put in that. The Sabers' home record is a real issue. They're now 9-12-2. Even if they were just at 500 at home, they were, you know, if you take some of these losses off the boards in terms of the wins, even if you just put it back to 500, the Sabres are probably sitting in the wild card number two spot right now, I mean they are very good on the road, but to be where they are at home, like that's not going to get you in the postseason when you have a nine and fourteen record at home. I mean, if you can again, even if you can just be five hundred, which you know most of these teams that are sitting in playoff positions right now have a have a very very good home record. Um, usually, most teams will say, "Hey, you have a very good home record at home. You're about five hundred on the road. Probably land you in the playoffs." Not so for the Sabres. Okay, Don Granado now live. Let's take you there.
4: You guys just couldn't recover from. I mean, later in the period, maybe you got better, but it just seemed like the team wasn't there. To, what did you see in the beginning uh, as far as the way the team was playing? I, I saw the whole the, the whole game.
7: We we didn't have the emotional energy that we we had. It's um, two weeks in a row now, really big highs on a Saturday night. Two days later on a Monday, we, we couldn't get get the energy um the emotional energy that uh i thought from the outset you could see it and you know you you, you only you're you're hoping you're shifting lines around a little bit hoping that, that something will, will start a fire uh you're hoping you score early get a break early we hit a couple goal posts i think um so it wasn't till till late in the game that we scored had a little bit more energy but we we lacked energy uh, emotional energy and um, then, then he, anything you want to speak of after that can be related to that. Oh, so passing, not shooting, not going to the net, not being assertive, backing off when you can go, it, it all follows after that. And we can, we can sit and write a, write a list on it. But, um, you know, we, um, we didn't have enough. We didn't have it. Uh, perfect glaring example for anybody that watched the game was a, a guy with the veteran experience of Kyle Ocposo, uh, knows how to dig, dig, and pull that out, extract that out of himself. Uh, he was our best player, no question about it. He was the one guy that was the exception of what I, what I am saying, and uh, that, that shows his experience. You're not on, you don't feel yourself, don't complicate the simple. Start putting pucks to the net, going to the net, put pucks deep. Uh, make sure you're working hard without the puck. Um, and, and we were challenged to do that uh, tonight. And when we've struggled, that's been that's been the challenge.
4: Part of what you're talking about overpassing, we saw that with talk with Quinn a couple times. Just some of the hesitation sneaks into their game. You powerful. could
7: see it clear as day when you get a power play. A couple things. We we we. Either overpass or with soft pass, or we bring a puck to the penalty kill. We we make it easy, and and so again, you everything looks bad or ineffective when you lack that that uh, you know emotional energy, that intensity that we did tonight. Uh, with that one exception, I thought uh, Kyle uh, uh, was very very easy to see, and that's a veteran, experienced player digging deep. Um, and showing his teammates a little bit of that as well.
4: Alex was talking about, and he said, I'll speak for my, his line. He said, We just weren't good enough defensively, off whatever. Uh, what, what did you see with him, Skinner, and Thompson, that maybe, same thing, just low energy type of thing that you've been talking about?
7: Everything fits that way,
4: Paul. So the exception
7: was Akpo. So uh, I didn't think, uh, you know, if, you, if there was a second guy, UPL was, was okay for me, but. You're gonna, you're not gonna look good when you, when you, when you can't reach within and, and, and find another way to, to get stuff done. And again, um, you, you can you can go through the film and watch watch Oki, but
4: scores certainly sometimes they struggle, they get into slumps. But how much is Tage dealing with thee now? Every time a team plays the Buffalo Sabers, his name gets circled and everybody's focused on him.
7: Yeah, a big part of it, and it's it's first time through it for for these guys, for Tuck, for for Thompson. Um, you know, Skinner's had that a little bit through his career, and but for for Tuck and Tomer, that's the first time through it. Their their names are circled on the board. Uh, Darlene has has dealt with that and learned to deal with that better and better as he as he's gone along in his career. But um, and then it, you know when you when you're in that and guys are not giving you, they're watching every inch and trying not to give you any inch on that ice. Um, you you lots of times try to do more, and that's a that trying more. It doesn't necessarily mean efficient. Sometimes you get confused. You think you're doing the right things, but, th- but they're not, you find, need to find, learn ways to do less and keep the game simple, uh, until you get your break. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a blessing to have guys that, that, uh, draw that attention. Um, but it's until you, you know, learn to adapt to it and adjust your game to it. Uh, it can be a curse and, um, you know, again, I I think for for those guys tonight, they you're with them every day. They they didn't have that that energy level, and we we played we allowed that game to be played at a pace that uh, didn't favor us. We we didn't have enough pace, and you know, had we got more pace, you know, especially now, that's the frustrating thing. When you look at that game, you haven't seen a team in a while. You're gauging growth and whatever. We we didn't play with any pace today.
4: Dalene come out of that game okay. He. Would- Couple times he was slow to get up It looked like he was maybe
7: hurting a little bit. Yeah, as far as I know, Paul. I mean, we'll find out more from the medical team, but he had no problem finishing.
4: Like you said, Uka Pekka, he, he, was, he was a difference maker early on at times. I mean, what did
7: you of this effort? To do? Said he, was... he was good. He had, I had no, no issue with him. We didn't give up a whole lot. Um, it was a weird game in that regard, but he was good. He was, he was good.
5: Yep.
2: All right, that is Sabres head coach Don Granado, his live post-game press conference brought to you by Salino Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Tempstar Emergency Services specialists bringing heat on and off the ice. We bring it back up here to the press box. Brian Coleszy'll Pat Malacaro with you. We're going to get a few thoughts from Paul Hamilton down in the media room uh, in just a moment. Sabres will be off to Chicago just uh, in a, what, just maybe an hour or so from now they'll head off to the airport fly to Chicago, and uh, they'll face the Blackhawks on another busy week, four games in six days. It continues tomorrow, and uh, Buffalo playing the worst team in the NHL on paper, so the uh, the pressure to perform well, I'm sure, is going to be high after what I would call this a stinker tonight, uh, this afternoon for the Sabres. Let's get our first response from the fans now before we talk to Paul, brought to you by Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzi. ServPro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzi is first and faster to any size disaster visit Team Luzzi dot com. You can always send me your thoughts after each and every game at Brian WGR. Uh, Todd writing in saying, "It's a sad day when 21 oposo is your best player. Uh, the team needs a goalie who can steal game or points. Until then you're wasting a good offensive team teaching them about losing like they have for 10 years." Um, I think oposo is, is yeah. definitely the best player, but I didn't think Lucan was the problem tonight. No, if, I think if 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 that if was where he was going with it.
3: Yes, yeah, didn't mean to cut <laughs> you off. I think exactly right. If if you're thinking the goalie was the problem i feel like you're reaching for for just a reason why uh you want the sabers to make a trade or or find a different goaltender lucan has been very good over the past month not even just good very good and uh yeah maybe you, you would like um you know different saves
2: in different situations but today wasn't one of those days uh let's see here gabrielle writes in losing four straight at home and largely being in only one of them isn't how you make the building hard to play in. I think that's fair. I think s- the Winnipeg game was probably they were the better team, maybe just one of those nights where the puck gets blocked a 1,000 times. But the Seattle game, I guess I, maybe 50-50. The Philadelphia game was awful, and today it wasn't good at all.
3: Yeah, and you know there were times early in the third period where we saw shot blocks and the power play that the Sabres had, and those are
2: things that they – contributed as well yeah all right let's go down to paul hamilton down in the media room for a couple of quick thoughts paul don granado said the uh, the energy brought down every facet of their game other than Oposo, he pretty much uh <laughs> said it's it was a blanket statement for the whole team
4: i agree i thought at least for the first two periods i thought Asplund too uh along with Oposo uh played pretty well on that line and uh I wouldn't disagree with that at all. Just uncharacteristic type of mistakes. I mean, the, the goal that Sam Reinhart set up to Lundell. There's, there's a giveaway by Thompson, and then uh, what looked like maybe a bad read by Darlene as he steps up, and next thing you know it's a two-on-one going the other way, and it's an easy goal. Uh, the Sabres also didn't take the pass away on the two-on-one, but that's we'll, we'll leave that one alone. And uh, you know, they, they wind up with the easy goal, and that, that's the one that makes it three to nothing. So just like, uncharacteristic things that were happening too out there uh, you know, that, that led to it. But you know, Don Granado used the term oh, about a month ago, if you remember, that the team tried to like, pass the puck into the net, and I thought that they did a lot of that today. Uh, you know, Alex Tuck discussed it, he was one of them, Jack Quinn was one of them, where they would just make the extra pass. Um, When was the last time you saw Jeff Skinner set up in front of the net and he didn't even get a shot? I mean, he just turned around and took the puck and went behind the net with it. He was all alone in front with the goaltender. And I I just thought to myself, that's not Jeff Skinner. That's not what he usually does. You know, he, he usually turns around and it's gone. It's either in the net or the goaltender makes a great save. But he didn't even get a play and he winds up taking the puck behind the net. And I just thought to myself... Guys are just off. They're just not They're not in sync with each other. The forwards aren't in sync with the defensemen. Uh, and it just, uh, you know, was one of those nights. And the fans did finally try to get it rolling uh, right before Tuck goal. And Tuck scored. And then the fans kind of got into the game then. And I thought the Sabres were better. But by that time, it was too late.
2: I hate to jump right to this, Paul, versus just talking about the game. But the, the home record failure here is turning into a major storyline of this season. And if the Sabres remain kind of where they are in the standings, and we say, well, you know, just a handful of games that maybe could have been the difference, I mean, we can point right to the home record. It's very disappointing. They only have nine wins in uh, and tw- and 14 losses, so nine out of, tw- out of 23, as you said there. I mean, if anything, a young team, you'd think going into hostile environments would be tough spots for them to be on
4: the road, but it's been the exact opposite. And they're so good on the road. They can get to their game quickly. They stick with their game. They play well. And you get to see the real Buffalo Sabres. And they've played some good games at home and won some good games. There have been some exciting games here in Buffalo that mm-hmm. they've won when the fans are be here and rolling and screaming. And it seems like when the building's more excited and louder, they're more exciting and louder. And they, they don't seem to be able to play when the building's kind of quieter. there aren't as many people in here. And that's maturity. That's a young team that has to learn, okay, that it's great that you draw off your crowd, but you still have to be able to play your game and get to your game when that crowd isn't here or isn't as loud, uh, type of a thing. So, um, yeah, definitely it, it, it's a huge problem. And I, I agree 100%. If the Sabres don't make the playoffs, they can point directly to that home record. I mean, you just can't be, you know, you can't lose 14 out of 23 at home and then play so well on the road. I don't have it in front of me, but there's they're something like 11-7 and seven or something like that on the road where they play so well.
2: 12-7 and seven, uh, away from KeyBank Center, including, obviously, a game tomorrow, Paul. It's finished with tomorrow's game. On paper, the worst team in the league in terms of the point total. Chicago has the least amount of points in the NHL. Uh, they feel like that uh, they've got to be able to bounce back tomorrow
4: night. I kind of predicted this in my head. Uh, I think I may have said it to a few people after the Nashville game. I said, they're going to come home, not play well and lose at home, and then they're going to go to Chicago, play really well and win, and then they're going to come home for the Ryan Miller night, and the place is going to be rocking, and they're going to play a great game and be able to win that game because everybody's going to be you know, hyped up. Everybody's going to be ready to go. And that's one of those nights, that, that those are the nights that they seem to really play well and get hyped up at home. And, and then Anaheim is here on Saturday, and I'll let you all kind of figure out where you think that might go. So, um, yeah, I, I could but definitely see them winning two of their last three, which would mean they'd win three out of four with the victory in Nashville uh, f- for those reasons. So I, I would expect them probably to win in Chicago and, and have a really good game and, and, and win on Thursday.
2: Okay, Paul, so the team's leaving pretty much. They're packing up right now. Head to Chicago, 8.30 puck drop. We'll have pregame at 7.30 tomorrow. And uh, unless you have anything else for me, thank you very much for your work today.
4: No, I think Don Granato said it pretty well for us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he did. Yep. He said everything else doesn't matter. It was all down to the energy and the, uh, the emotions and the intensity not being there for sure. Thanks, Paul. Take care. All right, Paul Hamilton down in the media room. Uh, Paul will be in Chicago tomorrow night. He'll join me to start pregame at 7.30 and uh, yeah Pat I mean it's it's it was an easy blanket statement I think for Garnado to make but I think he nailed it I mean all these other details in the game that you want to talk about you know well not being in front of the net not shooting on some things he said just if when the Sabres are not playing with energy and maybe that's what you're going to get with a young team and not making an excuse but a reality that the the highs and the lows when you're emotionally invested in a good way, when you're the youngest team in the NHL, it can it can play heavily in your favor when you're feeling good about it, but it also maybe can go the other way a little bit more than maybe we'll see with a more veteran team. Yeah,
3: and the weird thing about this home record, and correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, but I always feel like whatever sport it is, when you play in front of more fans, you try and make that extra pass. You try and do a little bit too much, but it's the exact opposite with this Sabres team, and it seems like like we've talked about they feed off that energy but they but they don't feed off it in a way that they get outside of their game and yeah. that to me is the the frustrating maybe uh, you know you just I can't reconcile that uh with what I've seen from you know sp- teams in pretty much every sport
2: yeah yeah it's definitely uh something that's gonna come back to bite buffalo if we're sitting here two months from now talking about oh they're just four points back they're just five points back three points back like all these home games that they're throwing away.
3: And I know that the Islanders play tonight, the Red Wings are playing right now, but at some point you're going to lose your games in hand. And it's not going to matter if there's 5,000, 10,000, this in this building if it's a home game. You've just got to start picking up points in those games because eventually everyone's
2: going to get to 82. Five of the next seven are on the road. That's good news, I guess. (laughs) Next home game, though, Ryan Miller night beyond – the standings talk and the breakdown of this game, Pat. I know we're really looking forward to that. Uh, we're going to be on the air early that night. We are expecting to take it uh, around 6 o'clock uh, on our normal flagship on WGR. Uh, for fans that are uh, going to the game, the Sabres are telling us to tell you, be in your seats by 5.50 for what should be a great ceremony.
3: It's going to be a fun night here. And, I mean, really, to me, from the lockout era on, the best Sabres player, uh that, that we've seen. Sure, there were some great goal scorers and players like Thomas Vanek. We we know what Drury and Breer meant to the team in that short stint, but you want to talk about a player that had longevity, that got better as, he, as his career went on with this team. Uh, we talked about it in a pregame or an intermission a couple days ago. His best season was probably a one where the Sabres, you know, they won the division in 2010, but his best work was what helped propel him to that next step was playing in the olympics and starring for team usa uh when i think of the sabers of
2: the late 90s through the mid 2010s i think of ryan miller i do too and for what he's done for the community right what he still does what he does about this organization i think is a big reason why his number is going up and for me for as good as dominic Hasek was for as good as we've seen some other goalies roll through here uh in my lifetime The goalies that are never the captain, they never wear the C, but those teams that had a lot of leadership, to me, probably, you know, Breer and Drury were the captains, but Miller was right there with them in terms of being like the leader of the teams.
3: I know this is kind of off topic, but the first night that the Sabres wore the Goathead jerseys with the red and black, it was against St. Louis, right? Yeah. Uh, Right around Thanksgiving. The pop that this arena had, not knowing that Ryan Miller was going to be a part of the intro video when if yeah. you haven't been here yet he's at right at the end of it sorry spoiler alert, but he takes the helmet off from riding the motorcycle and you see Ryan Miller in the Sabers t-shirt and the the leather jacket this place went nuts because that that he was a fan favorite not only did he win a lot of games but you know most one of the most recognizable faces of, of recent times
2: so the doors will open at 4:30 fans in attendance are going to get a replica banner like the one that'll go up uh, into the rafters here at KeyBank Center uh, and they also going to have some information about the Sabres Hall of Fame, which uh, I know that we've been waiting to talk about here. It looks like Miller is going to be a part of that as well.
3: Yes, yeah, so. seeing the the just the the um, image on the video board in that 40th anniversary jersey, and yeah. the, uh, you know, always wondering, you know, somebody you and I look up at banners and, and see what every team arena does. It seems like Sabres will be having Ryan Miller in, in blue and gold, his banner up there just to match all the rest.
2: That's right. Yeah, so Ryan Miller Knight will be here on Thursday. Can't wait for that. But a game tomorrow against Chicago. Pat, thanks for your work today. Thanks, Brian. All right, Pat Malacaro here with me, Brian Colziel. Josh Schmidt back in our studios. Our network producer, thank you very much here as we put a wrap on our post game show from Keybank Center. Also, thanks to Paul Hamilton, our reporter, uh, for our engineer, Tom Matty, and our game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. I'm Brian Colziel again, the final here from downtown Buffalo, Florida, four. Buffalo one. We'll talk to you tomorrow night on WGR with pregame at 7:30, puck drop at 8:30 with the Sabres and the Blackhawks right here on the Buffalo Sabres radio network.
1: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too. With the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds.